The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Rev. Jackie Fernandez. Welcome to Voices of Unity. I'm your host, Rev. Jackie Fernandez, and we are celebrating Black History Month here on the show this month, and we have a fabulous lineup of black spiritual leaders in New Thought. Today, I am so honored to have on my show my friend, my seminary classmate, my colleague in the work of ministry, Rev. Dinah Chapman. Welcome to the show, Dinah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so My happy pleasure. to have you. <laughs> Yay! And you're I'm so you it. you're hailing from California right now. You're in sunny California and I'm in the cold Midwest. Yes. <laughs> It is sunny today. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, I'm so delighted. We've been um, doing the good work of creating this booklet, Gems of Wisdom, and uh, you've been on the committee that's been, you know, helping to direct the content of this booklet, and we've been, you know, this month really featuring it because it is the culmination of such really good work that I think is establishing, uh, establishing, you know, in a digestible way and, you know, of course, uh, with record, um, the black history of unity and of new thought. Yes, it's been exciting bringing this work to fruition. <laughs> yes, yes. So thank you for your commitment to that. My and, pleasure. You know, I think I want to introduce uh, our listeners for those who don't know you. Um, I, you know, I've got your bio, which is just amazing. And I've, I've known some of these things about you and some were new to me. So it was really fun to read your bio. I, of course, <laughs> know that you are a wonderful singer and songwriter. And you've been singing since age five. So Diana sang with her family group, the Taylor Singers, who traveled and performed throughout the Midwest whenever her father preached at various churches. Mm -hmm. And continued singing. Dinah continued singing while attending Eastern Michigan University in the gospel choir and a local ensemble called Love and Total Devotion. After college, Dinah continued to perform and record with various DC-based groups, recorded a single, and began writing. And here, fun fact, that <laughs> early in 2002, this was news to me, one of Dinah's songs, You Always Cared, was recorded by Grammy nominee Ann Nesby and released on yeah. Universal Records. It is the 10th song on Ann Nesby's album, Put It on Paper. You mm -hmm. Always Cared was also released on a compilation CD by Bishop T.D. Jakes. And, and the, that CD is Bishop T.D. Jakes Presents God's Leading Ladies. And yeah. that was also in 2002. What an exciting year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's Very on the exciting. EMI gospel label. Dinah's motto is one heart, one soul, one song. I just love it. One heart, one soul, one song. Her vision includes songwriting, singing, recording, and producing positive, uplifting, life-changing music and creating scholarships for underprivileged performing arts students in honor of her mother, the late Mildred Evelyn Gates. That's mm -hmm. 
Wonderful. Good work, good work. And of course, your home base, Dinah, is in Northern California. And from 2013 to 2016, these were my Dinah years. <laughs> you yes. attended Unity Institute and Seminary. Of course, got your Master of Divinity and were ordained in 2016. And then served as Associate Minister at Unity of San Leandro in Northern California until February 2018. And then you became the Senior Minister at Unity of Tri-Valley in Dublin, California. Mm -hmm. under the umbrella of Unity Worldwide Ministries in January 2018. This is so amazing. Uh, Dinah launched her online ministry, Unity Joy Abundantly Expressing Ministries, U-J-A-E-M. Unity yep. Joy Abundantly Expressing Ministries. Tell abundantly us about it. Abundantly Expressing. Yeah, abundantly. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Before we get into that, I think we should hear a song. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's hear a song. Louie, go ahead and roll that song. The presence of love is flowing in me. I walk in it each day. Like the northern star in the midnight sky, it illuminates my way. Like the shade trees in summer To protect my weary soul and In the midst of my journey I know that it's all under control There is only one love And one presence Greater is that presence Nothing but God. Oh, Dinah, that's such a beautiful song. And so tell us, is that one that you wrote? I wrote, yeah, oh. I wrote that song. I just out of just my, just the love and just knowing that God is everywhere present. The all-knowing, all-pervading, all-providing God is ever-present. There's nothing but God. If we could just focus, keep our focus right there. Oh, if we could, <laughs> right? would just transform it'd be amazing mm -hmm. yeah that's beautiful and you know in that song even just the way you wrote it, it it gives space for that right to really take the lyrics in and, and to, that, yeah. to mm -hmm. practice that i love it so when did you write that song i wrote that song probably around 2007 2008 okay. somewhere in there when i was um completing my licensed unity teacher work um and it's just out of meditation one day, it's just, there's just nothing but God, just the presence of God. It was just dwelling on that thought. And um, so I released it in 2011 on the Rivers of Living Water CD. Wonderful. How many CDs do you have? Oh, I just have two. Just, just got to get some okay. more music going now. All right. All right. I know you're on it. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing that song with us. And so, of course, you have a website, Dinah Chapman, and that's D-I-N-A-H Chapman, C-H-A-P-M-A-N dot com. And mm -hmm. so people can access your music there and, and learn more about you, right? 
Yes, it, it will also redirect you to unityjoy.org. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> unityjoy.org. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah, you, you know, can find my music on cdbaby.com and iTunes as well. Beautiful. I will be sure and put a link up on uh, my Facebook as well to help people okay. get there really fast, right? We want to make it easy. <laughs> easy right. to spread this uh this good message and this good music and you know i'm i'm really curious so you started singing age five and you were traveling wherever your father preached at various churches so i'm oh, just gonna make a wild guess that he was not preaching at unity churches no we were in uh the grand we used to call it the grand old church of god in christ okay I was born and raised um, in in the church. Uh, my parents, I had a spiritual heritage. My dad didn't start out preaching. They were a young couple, you know, and, and, and it just bumped, bumped into this church that was set on the top of a hill. They were, I think they were out on the town one night, and they heard this music, this tambourine, the guitar, and the, the organ, the piano, and these music coming down out of the church windows down to whatever little hangout they were going to, and the rest is history. They were drawn in by music, but once they got there, the, the, you know, the spirit just took over, and my dad came, to, came into uh, knowing about the Lord and my mom, and um, I think I, I was probably the first one born in Illinois. This has happened in central Illinois, and so all I ever knew was going to church. Yeah. <laughs> You know, going to church and singing. I don't know if I learned how to sing or, or, or talk first <laughs> or talk because music, you know, was a big part of our household. Right. So, um, but wonderful. my mom got me singing, you know, in early grade school, probably pre-grade school and, and, and just leading songs for, we had a children's church choir called the Sunshine Band and I was leading um, songs and my mother was a choir director and eventually my dad was called into the ministry. So Got wow. the music and the singing covered. Yeah, <laughs> completely guys. covered. From both parents. I love that. You're saying you weren't sure if you learned to sing or talk first. I love that. I, it's uh, probably been the same, right? One and the same. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. And so um, growing up in the church, right, and, and really, you know, participating in the ministry work of the church, right, singing, you know, music ministry. Is, oh, yeah. Is that's what you were doing, right? That's what we were doing. It's like I... I Sometimes I would say, I, I think I've been in ministry all my life. Yeah. <laughs> so really? we were, that was the hub. It was a social hub of the community. Um, my dad and my mom, they worked with the young people in the church and took us out for outings and the parks and everything. They were really involved with the youth. Mm-hmm. And um, we were raised with the, um, you know, the idea that to be given to hospitality, people would come to our house. They would come from out of town. We always had people at our house. Uh-huh. Like right. Our tiny, tiny little house, you Aww, know, I love <laughs> two it. bedroom house with seven people. But we had lots of love and um, we were just open to sharing and just loving people. My dad just sat me on his knee one day. It was like, you got to love people. You know, I'm like, really? You got to love, you love everybody. I'm like, everybody, <laughs> everybody. And we were coming along in that early sixties, you know, mm-hmm. and there was a civil rights movement. We saw Dr. King on television and I just thought, oh my God, he has, he's has on a suit like mm-hmm. my dad. Oh, wow. He has a mustache like my dad, you know, I'm not growing up looking at preachers, you know, uh-huh. I've seen preachers are strong ministers all, all my life. And, um, and my mother was right there with a song, you know, and, and we, we even had a march we thought were, was coming through town 
and I think I was in junior high school, and I just I just knew Dr. King was going to come through our city and at the high school and the gym, and and we were asked to sing and be the opening song. Wow! Our wow. family. So, and then um, we found out it wasn't Dr. King, but it was Reverend Jesse Jackson. So oh, it's still wow. a rock, still, still a rock star. Yes, yeah, still a rock star <laughs> and a minister. And a minister <laughs> with and a mustache. <laughs> And we were able to sing even opening for um, Reverend Jackson's talk wow. at the gym. Wow, so what a profound was, experience. I, I mean, you know, we didn't know history was being made. We were just, you know, singing and growing up in the church and um, and being, you know, actively involved in, in, in the community. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've talked about this before in, in different classes and, and committees that we've been on. Uh, it's been part of our conversation that um, Sunday is still the most segregated day in, in the U.S. So if you're talking about a church in the 60s, so I'm, I'm guessing it was a black church. Yeah, Church of God in Christ was the, the largest um uh, Pentecostal denomination, mm-hmm. uh, fastest growing at, at that time, mm-hmm. even. So, yeah, but um, the thing about it was we, we had fellowship, as we would call it, with some assemblies of God um, in the local area. And, um, and we even had, um, during this time, there were other movements that were Pentecostal. There would be traveling revivals that would come through town, even the Jesus people bus. Uh, wow. You know, so it began to be um, more integrated in late 60s and, and, and 70s. But yeah, our movement was predominantly African-Americans. Okay. And, and so when you're talking about like um, mingling with the other churches, were, they, were you mingling with white churches as well? Yeah, so uh, with white white churches and white congregants, um, we would have it, what what also was a uh, arose during that time period was um, like faith charismatic uh, movements that um, had tent revivals, and they would be you know maybe outside of town at the county fairgrounds and you know or somewhere, but they they were integrated you know mm-hmm. worshiping together. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but the funny part of it was I wasn't familiar with unity at that time, but every Sunday when we went to our church, we passed a unity church. Really? Yeah. Which it, one? It, it was a unity of Decatur, Illinois. Okay. So we passed a unity church every Sunday. We were like, oh, what's that? Hmm, I don't know. Nobody knew what it was. I don't recall anyone saying, but when we drove by, it looked closed because wow. we would go early for Sunday school. Right. And right. when we left, we had church long, all, all day. Long time, <laughs> yes. you, know, you know, some hours. Mm-hmm. So when we drove home, it was looked closed up. Mm-hmm. And we, so we just thought they never met. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that perspective, right? Yeah. You know, like, cause, um, yeah, we were known for some long sermons, mm-hmm. you know, preachers. Oh yeah. Um, Black preaching was about the storytelling. Yes, yes. It was a cadence to the service. And the music and the would music, go on too. Yes, the yeah. music would go on and on and on. Sometimes in the morning, they eventually had to stop, but they would have a testimonial service mm-hmm. where people would get up and tell of the goodness of God or and, and just a praise report or something like that. But yeah, we had a lot of music and and um and then the preaching and then we have announcements and yeah. and sometimes we ate after church. Yeah. You know? It'd be a social or a dinner or something like right. that. So it really was 
the social hub of the community mm -hmm. and a safe haven and a place where children grew up and, and they were esteemed and and regardless what the outer society was doing, you know, we were recognized and we were loved and we were, you know, esteemed and, and brought up to the front of the church and able to, you know, speak and talk and say our, our Christmas and Easter oh, speeches. Wow. wow. Easter, as they used to call it. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing to be able to have that space, that space of safety and celebration and feeling celebrated. Yes. And, the, you know, the Pentecostal, I mean, as you know, um, Pentecostal, uh, environment is very participatory. Very much so. Yeah. We have we talk back yes. to the preacher. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, don't get scared. Uh huh. You hear an amen and a hallelujah. Yeah. Right. You know, that's my heritage, and you know, it doesn't leave. It doesn't leave doesn't you. Leave. Uh -uh. It's you know, it is part of me and who who I am, and you know, it gets lively sometimes. Mm -hmm. it gets lively. I know that. I know that's true. <laughs> Well, yeah. so so what was the shift to unity for you? Like, when did that happen for you and why? Um, how did you come to it? What, how did, tell well, us. it's like I like I tell a lot of people how much time you got. Uh, well, we've got about 10 minutes till the break, <laughs> but then we have part two. So, okay. so well, you know, I, I I I came to just really. You know, the Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. And, and I, you know, having a spiritual heritage, even into high school, I could not wait to um, get home and do my homework. And just sometimes would just fall asleep at night reading Psalms. David, I love David. I love the Psalms. And uh, something I guess a teenager could identify with. And I knew when I went off to college, I said, okay, I, I'm just going to, you know, keep my faith and find a local church to attend in college. I went from Illinois to Michigan. And, and um, you know, I, I was like, I just had this love in my heart for God. I, I was I was on fire, you know, yeah. I was like, I sang in the gospel choir in, in college and, and, you know, well, and, and I'm then, hearing that, like you weren't doing it, but this wasn't like your family was forcing you to do these things. You, you no, came in, it was I, natural and it was also, yeah. you were loving it. Yes. Uh, by, you know, by my senior year in high school, my brother and I, we had traveled with a choir and, and toured the uh, South Houston, Texas, Alabama, Mississippi. We had traveled with a choir from um, East St. Louis in Illinois. And so, you know, my brother became a, oh, he became a phenomenal musician. We both were into music mm -hmm. and grew closer during that time. But, um, you know, it, be it becomes where, um, you know, after you get older, you make your decisions. So it wasn't by force or right. anything like that. Mm -hmm. I was on fire for God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I went off to college and, um, you know, you sort of drift away, then you come back. And I was just looking, I was searching by the time I graduated um, from college. And there were, um, you know, churches in, in the, um, is outside of Detroit in the Ann Arbor area that were starting up, had lots of young people. And they weren't maybe the um, denomination I grew up in, but they were, you know, um, Bible ch churches, they, they called them. Mm -hmm. And full gospel churches really began to um, um, uh, kind of sweep the country with, um, with with television. You had faith ministries. You had charismatic churches. And so coming out of college, um, I was I was you know kind of searching and expl expanding, exploring in my in my spiritual walk and things like that. I really wanted to stay you know with something that really cultivated 
you know, my life, my life and in my um, spiritual walks. Mm -hmm. So I, I eventually joined, you know, some of these churches, um, you know, changed to from one to a more Bible believing, you know, they would call them Bible believing churches, but it was a faith charismatic church. But then somewhere in there after college, I got married. (laughs) (laughs) And so we were, we eventually landed at um, a faith charismatic church, um, I think outside of Detroit. And, um, it, we, we had, um, I was in a Christian group, a Christian band. And, um, and so one night the guy, uh, one of our keyboard players came to band rehearsal with a book called the infinite way by Joel Goldsmith. Mm-hmm. And we were like, kind of scratching our heads, like, where'd you get this? You know? And, and it was a spiritual interpretation or more metaphysical interpretation of, of scripture. And that really, you know, like expanded my understanding that everything wasn't like a literal interpretation of the Bible. It was more like, you know, there, there were allegories, allegorical or, or metaphysical interpretations of things as, as well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just wanting to be open and growing in my spiritual walk, you know, I began to read books, you know, and find books that are on, I'm not sure if they were online. No, weren't online yet. <laughs> I had to go to a little bookstore in, um, I think it was Southfield, Michigan, mm-hmm. and I would get more books by Joel Goldsmith. And he was a New Thought minister. It wasn't Unity, but it, you know, I was like, I, I had just never heard anybody talking this talk or you know, unfolding the scriptures this way. Yeah. So um, um, a few years later, I eventually had moved to another state for um, work, uh, Maryland. And um, I kind of like bumped into, I had a friend from the Christian band um, who ended up playing piano um, for Unity of Washington, D.C. Okay. And I moved to Maryland. He said, why don't you come on over? I'm playing for this church on a Sunday morning. I went and checked it out. And I was like, I heard the minister, you know, the minister's sermon and the talks. And I was like, I didn't know there were churches that even went with this, these books. Right. right. I've just been reading books, you know, Uh from like mid eighties to, you know, to the mid Mm eighties, the early eighties to the mid eighties. And I I was like, there are churches that that talk this stuff, you know, that teach this. So they had classes and everything, Unity of Washington, D.C. And I, I, I heard a shout out to uh, Reverend Sylvia Sumter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask, was she there? One of the powerhouses. She was just yeah. um, speaking and, you know, coming coming along, you know. But uh-huh. I think the minister there was Amalia Frank at the time. Okay. Um, but Unity of Washington, D.C., that was the first Unity Church that I bumped into. Wow. So it's just with some process of you know, my spiritual evolution and, and growing and being open and, and just really loving, loving God with yeah. all my heart, my soul, my mind, my strength, mm-hmm. that, that I will, I will follow that voice, that still small yeah. voice within me to, to live my best and, and best life and, and share my gifts. You know, what God is, you know, expressing in, as, and through me, I'm just open to, to being all, all that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's beautiful. I love that because you immediately embraced uh, the expansiveness of metaphysical interpretation of scripture. Like, yeah, you know, it's, you know, my experience, you know, I w- started working at a unity church and I was very skeptical. I was like, what are these people doing? 
with scripture, you know, just making up whatever oh, they want about, you know, like it took me a little mm-hmm. bit, but you know, I was in the sound booth and it was my job to listen and we had three services a week, you know? And, and so, it, and it just one day the light bulb went on and, and it was, I was like, Oh, this is opening scripture in a whole new way and making it alive in a whole new way. It's not reductive. It's not, you know, blasphemous. Um, it's, it's, it's in a way taking it seriously for my life. It just took me to another level. Yes. I mean, I say it opened it up. Yes, you know? it did. It and, just... and I was like, you know, I was treading lightly at first. I, mm-hmm. I really was, you know, because like I heard all my, all my life, you know, try the spirit by the spirit, yep. you know, it's yep. like, you know, and I'm like, okay, now if I get something that's going off on me, that's a little weird off mm-hmm. to the left. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out, mm-hmm. you know, yep. <laughs> exit stage left, you know? Yeah. So, right. So, um, you know, so it took me a while, but then I, especially when I heard about meditation, I'm like, Oh, what's oh, this? Sure. <laughs> you yeah. know, what's especially this? at that time and you're, t- you're talking <laughs> mid eighties, right? That was, yeah. you know, considered very like, mm, but it was in meditation that the stillness Yeah. and I got to where I could quiet my mind long enough to be still and know that I am God. I started with a very simple meditation. Mm-hmm. I would just try to sit. I got really serious. One day I just pushed the coats aside and sat in a closet, you know, oh, wow. I had to get very still to usher in the presence of mm-hmm. God to really just like, what are they talking about? You know, mm-hmm. you just get that, you know, that click like mm-hmm. that, mm, you know, you're in there. You know? yeah. <laughs> so I got very still and I would just had a simple meditation, something like be still and know that I am God. Or they had a song too that went like that. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, music just kind of just, I let it flow in my spirit, in my heart. And I got very still and it's just like, it was just overwhelming because I had come from a very expressive. Yeah. I was just thinking that. But the silence, sitting in the silence and getting to that still place where that peace comes. That's, that's, that's also another expression of, you know, that, that spiritual expression that, that, that's really palpable. I mean, so, so, you know, whether it's inward or outward, mm-hmm. you know, to me, it, it, it's all the same. It's all valid. It's just different. And yeah, yeah that's and, what I was thinking is how different that would have been for you at that time coming from that, that more community experience, the outward expression, the, the music, the preaching, the participatory, you know, group experience of God and spirit and how different that would be to come into the quiet um, and was still, <laughs> still feel that. Still feel the vibrancy, right? Yeah, yeah the vibrancy, the radiance, the, the yeah. you know, so I still felt that, you know, I wasn't taking anything away. I mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. going backwards. I wasn't going sideways to the left. It was right. just all, you know, it was it was nothing but God. It was uh, just all love God. It. Well, it is time for our break. So we're going to end right there with nothing but God, just kind of how we started. And we'll come okay. back after the break with more with from Reverend Dinah Chapman. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. 
Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Voices of Unity with Reverend Jackie Fernandez. And we're back with Reverend Dinah Chapman celebrating Black History Month here on Voices of Unity. And, you know, we left off at the break with nothing but God and your experience describing that experience of coming into the stillness. You know, you even talked about like pushing the, clo- the coats aside in your closet to, to get into that meditative mode. Um, and and how different that was from your community experience of being in the Pentecostal church and and yet the vibrancy and the presence of the Holy Spirit of God is is the same and and just experienced in a very different way. That Holy Spirit, I'll tell you. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I can come out now. I can come out of that closet Uh and still get my praise on now. Yes, yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so you weren't leaving one for the other. It was just right, a, an, right. another expansion of, yeah. of, expansion of, of another, yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And and so you found Unity at Unity Washington, D.C. And uh, you mentioned um, in the first segment, too, that you had become a licensed Unity teacher before you went to ministerial school. So when did you start that path? Like, when did you, after finding Unity, decide that you wanted to go into that kind of ministry? You'd always, of course, been in music ministry. Yeah, well, it was a while. Uh, so after I found Unity, a while. Uh oh, I'm not. Just continue to read. Oh, read she's cut, hold on a second. And, she's cutting out, Louie. Are you there, Dinah? Uh huh. I'm here. Okay. Um, start. Just start that over. Um, answering the question because it just okay. cut out. Yeah, it was a while before I began to really um become a licensed unity teacher. Um, I had been in many, many classes, Bible classes, church five nights a week, mm-hmm. seminars, series on Paul, series on Romans, mm-hmm. series, you yeah. know, by the time on I got fire, to, right? On fire for God. Unity, I, <laughs> no, when I got to unity, I was all classed out. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I just like, I just wanted to come um, and sit and listen to the message and go home. Okay. I just didn't want to be over, um, just saturated. I had been in church all my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, read the Bible back cover sure. to cover a sure. couple times. You know, I was like, I don't think I'm really going to hear like in a like something new, but kind of in a new way. Mm-hmm. So, so I, you know, it was a long time before I even wanted to take a, a unity class. Okay. Probably about ten years. So I started. Um, just taking a class, I think um, maybe I think I started with something like a prosperity class or tw- the Twelve Powers uh, by Charles Fillmore. But it, it was like um, okay, you know, I just kind of started slowly. But there was a church I think in Maryland. By that time, I was going to Unity Center of Light in Bowie, Maryland, um, and two two I need two ministers that that that. Um, that were there was uh, shout out to Millage Reverend Millage Bosby and okay. Mike Orr. Okay. So um, and then um, so in Maryland, I I eventually um, I had a job transfer in 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 2000. Um, I was working in IT and then I had a job transfer that moved me to Silicon Valley in 2000. So it really wasn't until 2000 that I began to. Now, after 10 years of sitting in a unity ministry, I came to California and found another unity church where I began to, yeah, that's where I began to really um, take the classes okay. um, uh, and, and get serious about it. Because I didn't know you could get a certificate or anything. Mm-hmm. I was taking them for, 
this is blessing my life. This is, mm -hmm. um, my life is changing. There's a transformation on, on how I'm seeing things is, mm -hmm. is that, you know, God within me, the kingdom of God is within. I am not on the outside trying to get in. It's, it's in you already, you know, abundance, healing, wholeness, all that. I had heard that all my life up through the faith ministry. I had faith that call the ministers and the elders and lay hands on the sick, all that. Mm -hmm. But when I shifted, it was just like my life was like changing that. What I set my mind on is just my mind was an avenue of expression for the flow of the spirit. And, and I could start to see my life change. I, it's like, it's like seek ye first. Mm, yeah. And, and it's like not going after the stuff, but seek you first. So I, I'm busy trying to just get, just get me straight. Just get my life straight. I Meaning it. a closer walk, a closer um, expression. And it, knowing that I and my father are one, you know, that was not blasphemous. You know, Jesus right. said, I and my father are one. Right. He called it father. But that oneness, meaning that you are one with God, you're, there is no separation. It's like no set. You can never be in separate from the presence of God. So living from that, I saw my life started to change. And I was like, I think, okay, now I think I'll take some class. <laughs> you know, okay. And then when I, by the time I got a few under my belt, I said, oh, okay, well, you might as well finish. You know, just, you know, if you, you know me, you know, I like to, yeah. Yeah. You need to finish something, yep. you know, go, yep. go ahead and finish. Yep. So then I finished and got the licensed unity teacher um, uh, by, I think, 20, 2012, 2011. And, and then I was like, oh, OK, they, they came in at Unity Village at the school because I would fly out there and finish some of my I was finishing my coursework. And they, they introduced us to all the different um, um, departments. And then there was the, um, the school, the, um, unity Institute and seminary. They came in and asked the question, well, how many of you are thinking of going into ministry? I looked around the room and scooted down in my chair. Not me. I was like, I was like not me, man. I'm done. That's so cute. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You know, be careful with saying you're done. That's all, yep. <laughs> That's all yeah. I got to say. And um, so I went to my first unity convention and, and I think it was in Detroit okay. and I was a new licensed teacher and I was just going to mingle and just see what, what was up. And, and you next, the next thing I know, on a Tuesday night, <laughs> I got the call strong and clear that you're going in the ministry. Mm, <laughs> and it wasn't that. like, oh, no. It was like, yeah. Mm. I mean, it makes total sense. I mean, it was like, I actually, what came back to me was in college. I believe. I, I know I got the call in college. Uh -huh. One night in my room in the stillness, and I didn't know nothing about the stillness then, but about 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, I woke up. And it was so still in the room. And I heard you're going into ministry. Wow. But at that time, okay, I'm like, yeah, right. Because I'm in a denomination. Right. Most churches I go to, they don't ordain women preachers, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just interpret it as, mm -hmm. yeah, my, my ministry will be music. My ministry will be singing. So mm -hmm. because in, in that context and where I was in my life yep. at that time, it's like, 
and do what with this? Right. You had, yeah, you had no other way to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, you're calling the ministry. And so here I was in 2012 going, yeah, that's the next natural Mm -hmm. step. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so I want to recognize and just give a shout out to one of your other guests, Reverend Jackie Hawkins. Oh yeah. Was in Detroit at that convention, and I got up out of my hotel room. I ran down to the table, their vendor table they had set up with the school, and told her, "What do I need to do to sign up for school?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> and um, they go, "I said, I I know I received the call, and I just want to know what to do to get the paperwork application started." And knowing I would have to go back home and tell my job. At some point. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Cause and it was fully residential when we went through it. You yeah. Know, now it's an online program, but it was residential. Yes. I yeah. totally pick up your house, totally, mm-hmm. you know, packed up my house, my apartment and, mm-hmm. and moved to Missouri for three years, mm-hmm. two and a half. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and here I am. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you for listening to the call and, and answering the call. You know, you are such a blessing to unity. And, and of course, um, having gone through that experience with you of, of seminary was, was a joy. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. You were in my first class. Yeah. Yeah. Meeting you. Yep. And we worked on the Martin Luther King did. celebration. The students uh, put that on each yeah. year mm-hmm. and sang in the choir. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and I had uh, Reverend Charlene Manuel on last week. And, you know, she was one of the guests that we brought in. We brought her in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We brought her in. I was like, shout out to all, all these powerhouse. It's been a pleasure to work with these powerhouse ministers who have definitely been a part of my life and 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 been in my path and been a blessing to me. And let me call out Reverend Sandra Campbell. Yes, your first guest on this series. Oh my goodness! Now she was the first person. Well, not the first person. And what I want to say was I being so a funny thing happened in seminary. (laughs) I mean, there were a couple of funny things, you know, you go for one thing and I began to with what was happening in in the world at the time. It was the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement. It was the, um, you know, Michael Brown, Trayvon Martin, Mm -hmm. Eric Garner. All these things were happening in the outer world. And I'm like, the silence is deafening. Mm-hmm. I have not been called into ministry to sit up and just let these things go by. If you don't have a spirituality that that affects, you know, and is present in this world, and you know, and can mend the brokenhearted and to, and can move things forward, and you know, and give people encouragement and lift people, then then you know, what are we doing? Right. <laughs> Right. So, um, as I, you know, I, I just knew the last term that I spent on campus, um, at the school, uh, in ministerial school that I was going to do something, you know, do what is yours to do what's in mm-hmm. front of you. So I, I, um, crafted a, a three night series of conversation, um, called authentic speak and my, my spiritual advisor, my faculty advisor, he got the approval, got the okay. And Sandra Campbell, mm-hmm. Reverend Sandra Campbell, on the third night, she brought her entire class. Wow. She was teaching a diversity class out at Webster University. There, it was their finals week. She brought her entire class to come and engage 
about, you know, like racial harmony, about diversity, about, you know, you know that. And I was yeah. just so encouraging to me. And um, so a shout out to her because we were continuing in this work. You know, it was a start, mm-hmm. but I, I continue to do inclusivity workshops and, you know, can't, can't put the singing down, still right. singing, nope. still guest speaking and things like that. But I also want to just, I'm just grateful for Black History Month and, and the work that you're doing to bring this you know, bring this work, the gems of wisdom, the the from the black leaders of New Thought. I'm so honored to to work with you and to work with these powerhouse individuals who are who are bringing this work to the forefront. Well, and you know, I see it as really laying the groundwork. You know, because we are you know always making history, and you know that's you, and that's Reverend Charlene, and Reverend Jackie, and Reverend Sandra, and so many more who are are creating the history now. And and it's like we we have some cinching up to do in terms of you know unity. Um, really being properly positioned to be a voice, you know, as you're saying, a, a, a spiritual voice out in the Absolutely. world. It's not just concerned with the navel gazing and, and being in the stillness. You know, that's there is a, a, a necessity for that because that gets mm-hmm. us personally positioned, you know, to then go forth and out into the world to, and to be those voices and to do that work that you're describing, you know, being in conversation with people about race relations and, and in a way that is healing and productive. And dismantling racism, yes. you know, Dr. Martin Luther King, I just, I still, you know, it, it, I, we stand on the shoulders of some greats. Yeah. Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. Yes. I'll give a shout out to some of the, some of the brothers, but mm-hmm. Reverend Ke- Rev Kev mm-hmm. in Sacramento, yep. Reverend Jim Lee, James Trapp, Gregory yep. Gus, all these who have been in, an influence in me coming along. I, I, I'm just appreciative uh, this month. And, Reverend Paulette Pipe, Reverend Gloria Holt, yes, my Gloria. minister. I was associate minister here at Unity of San Leandro, Reverend Diana McDaniel. She, she's just a blessing to me and Reverend Sylvia Sumter. I, yeah. I did my church internship in Washington, D.C. with her. And, oh, and, and wow. people were running around asking me, how'd you do that? Uh-huh. How'd you do that? It was a God moment. It was meant to be. <laughs> And she was just a blessing to my life to be in ministry with her for just 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, the work continues. I, I am still doing inclusivity workshops in the West Central region. Um, I've done one in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Thousand Oaks, California. I'm open. My, my doors are open. You know, <laughs> I'm very findable to get yeah. seeing. Yeah. Joy workshop, inclusivity workshop, but you know, we, we, we have to be on, on the field. Yes. We have to be on the field now. This, this is no, no time for playing church, right. <laughs> simulating church, right. <laughs> yeah, that it's like, we are the church. It is, you know, such a time of, um, opportunity for transformation. You know, people are really looking, you know, as, you know, uh, the pews are emptying, right? We know that people are leaving yeah. churches and not just in unity, but all churches, but it's an opportunity to really examine what that spiritual experience is with the, uh, in community and, um, and to be able to, you know, e- extend beyond the walls of a church building and which is what you're doing. Right. I, I, I feel like my music, everything about me should express that. It's about going out, mm-hmm. you know, because I used to be like, you know, pray. And I'll be like, God, okay, okay. 
all right, what's this ministry? You know, what do you call me to do? I would just hear out. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm like, okay, God, you got to give me a little bit more than out. <laughs> just out. Go ye out. <laughs> you know, because you have to, you know, that's why I started. One reason I knew that I was going to start an alternative unity ministry. That so tell, it, tell us about that. It, uh, unity, joy, abundantly expressing is about bringing that joy to the world. Because I knew I was a singer and I was always you know, like about bringing that love and that joy. So, um, so I thought I, I could see myself not as, you know, holding down a church, you know, 24 mm-hmm. seven, but an associate, perhaps an assistant somewhere. But I, I knew that I wanted to start an alternative ministry when I was in ministerial school, that that love and that joy was like the greatest force in the universe. However, I can shine that light. I knew that I would be going, probably be a minister at large going, you know, uh, probably all over, you know, churches all over, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. all over. Yeah. So, um, so I started that ministry just to, to be online and develop an online presence. I'm still building, <laughs> um, but unity, unity, joy.org is coming on strong in 2020. We're going to, we're going to get out the blocks a little bit stronger this year. I love it. And, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, so we have the 12 powers in the teaching um, in unity, Phil, Charles Fillmore's 12 powers. And joy is not one of those powers. But, you know, there's always conversation, you know, and people would say that, um, you know, if there were a 13th power, what would that be? And some people have said peace. Um, and I've, I've heard like abundance or heard, generosity yeah. and I've heard joy a lot. I've and heard so, joy a yeah. lot too. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you, you know, how do you, how, how you, what, what is your sort of method of teaching about joy and working with joy? It is the presence. It is a sure sign of the presence of God Yeah. and joy. Whatever you do, do it with joy. Cause I was thinking like, how's this going to go together with, you know, teaching workshops. And that's like, Whatever you do, it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have to be, I'm not about telling people what they should do, but whatever it is, you should do it from a place of joy. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. joy, that passion, that zeal. Now, zeal is one of the 12 powers Yes, we have. So, but it's, you know, it joy is derived from love. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've heard that. I love that's like that my favorite is quote is that great. joy is the result of love. Yeah, it's I the greatest force in the universe. Mm-hmm. So it's like then joy is just riding the coattail of love. Yeah. So it's, it's 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 all about, I think, you know, when you have that joy and that love within within you, once you are expressing that, once you be about that, you give others permission to do the same. You know, I, 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 I've never heard so much about joy. Lately, you know, it's like that little mm-hmm. red Volkswagen. You know, yes. as soon as you, when you buy one, you're gonna see about a hundred others yep. going down the street. So, so joy is like that. I mean, it is just like I, I read posts, you know, it's like I had a joyful thing joy, joy, joy. It's just a lot of people talking about joy now, and I think that they're ready, they're ready yes. for some joy, yes. you know. What's been happening in this in, in this country, in our outer world, you know, people, you know, people have the despondency depression because of that not being connected mm-hmm. but i'm telling you that joy it is attractive it, it, it is um it is a binding force it is you know you will draw and attract when you are expressing joy well and i love it i so agree with everything you just said and that 
it's different than happiness. You know, there was like a happiness movement for a while and, and happiness can feel um, contrived or um, shallow or surface. And, and not that it is always, but joy feels like that deeper, um, you know, or happiness is maybe dependent on circumstances outer, in the moment yeah, and the outer it, yeah. where mm-hmm. the joy is that result. If, if it's a result of love, it's all about what's happening, happening on the inner right and the inner yeah, landscape oh yeah oh yeah there's been lots of you know the joy happiness debate thing mm-hmm. so but you could be happy as a result of joy yes so, yeah so but happy you know people kind of take that lightly and I, I don't joy is like joy is not like happy babble to me you know mm-hmm. joy, right it is a very deep very deep deep those rivers of living water something on the inside you way way down deep that that springs forth yeah and, and, and it's not, like, not you like the spiritual bypass maybe is is a piece of it where the happiness like i'm just going to be happy you know is maybe the thing that when we talk about spiritual bypasses that we sort of you know forego the spiritual work to to authentically be right. the thing we say we're being you know right. and where joy though it, because it's coming from that um that inner wellspring that you just described is you know so in the midst of anything it, it's just there's more authenticity to it yeah, in right. the midst of anything, because mm-hmm. we, we have challenges. I don't mean to minimize people's mm-hmm. challenges or hardships or, you know, serious stuff is going on in the world. Yes. But my joy is like that will buoy me up at any yeah. point in time that never leaves me, never forsakes me. You can have, you know, people like things think, think it's strange. You can have joy in the midst of sorrow. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, I can is. tell you, you know, we just had um, the memorial service for our classmate, Reverend Lonnie Vanderslice. Yes. And I mean, there I was so much it. sorrow in that room, but there was so much joy, the so prevalent, oh. you know, which was a result of love, you know, the love that we had for her in so many different communities. And so, you know, that just made me think of it as an example of what you're saying. And, and then to bring it back around to Black History Month and, you know, we started talking about um, the dialogue, you know, ab- about racism and race relations. And, you know, so as a person of color in this country, you know, you could question uh, any opportunity to be happy, right? Right. <laughs> and so, oh, but yeah. when you're, t- but, but we have the opportunity to be joy filled. Joyful and Anywhere, joy-filled. anytime. Anywhere, d- despite what's going on, mm-hmm. that that joy will move me to, not only do my prayer work, not only do my meditation work, not only, you know, be in conversation and be in community, but joy will bring about that divine right action that I am to take, you know, whether it's, it's being in the street, whether it's the, to march, whether it's to bring people together, whether it is to to give retreat and, and comfort to those who are in the struggle, mm-hmm. who who are because justice work is is you need to do a lot of self care. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a marathon, right? It's it's, it's a not marathon. a sprint. It's a marathon, and so yeah, you absolutely have Divine to be divine justice. Yes, you have to be in that um, that cycle of self care and um, and and for the long haul, you know, in order to stay engaged in a, in a, a way that is impactful and um, and nurturing to self, which you know, is nurturing to the world. Yes. I have a quote I wanted to, uh, I found from, uh, we had a classmate named Christopher Zarnacki. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, he posted this quote from Dr. Martin Luther King that said, love is the greatest force 
in the universe. It is the heartbeat of the moral cosmos. He who loves is a participant in the being of God. Oh, I love it. He who loves is a participant in the being of God. And, And that is what I believe my joy ministry is, is calling me to be a participant in the being of God. That's beautiful. In whatever shape, form, or fashion it takes, that is what I'm being called to do and I be. I love it. I love it. And wow, to imagine a world filled with people who who are inspired by those words and who are feeling that calling to be a participant in the being of God in a joyful and joy-filled way. Oh, my goodness. What, what could we do then? <laughs> what could we, what could humanity accomplish then? Greatness. Greatness. <laughs> so much. Greatness. Uh, we, yes. And we, we need it. It's coming on. It's, I, and I, I'm my faith. Maybe this is just my faith talking and a lot of others out there too. But, um, I just believe that that transformation, that shift, it is happening. No yeah. matter what you see going on, there's always more good going on. There is. There is. It just doesn't make the papers or, or the news or the, you know. Or the media or, or whatever. Media, yeah. There's always more good going on. And we focus on that. We got the strength. The joy of the Lord is mm-hmm. our strength. Mm. And that's the other thing. That joy, that, you know, it's like you can't, don't think you can take another step. You get in joy and you can, you can take another two, three steps. Oh, I love it. Yes. So, that endurance. Yeah, that, it's just that endurance, that fortitude, it comes from the joy. Mm-hmm. It comes from the joy. Because when my parents were coming along and we were growing up, we didn't always have everything, you know, like we wanted it. Mm-hmm. But we could see that there was a movement for things to to move along, to shift, to get better. But it was a joy. We had a lot of music, a lot of singing. It was the joy, I believe, that gave us just that 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 steady that steadfastness you yes, know i love it well diana we are out of time this has just been a wonderful hour with you and so i thank you for bringing the joy for bringing the music <laughs> and you know i always invite our, yeah. i always invite the listeners until next time to tune in and tune up in spirit and next mm-hmm. week i uh, will close out black history month here on voices of unity with uh pastor Lashawn mcintosh from fresh wind restoration center out of dallas texas Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.